You are listening to the Religica Theo Lab podcast in the Center for Ecumenical and Interreligious Engagement at Seattle University. Welcome. Since 1970, Jim Dumont has pursued the cultural and spiritual roots of the traditional Anishinaabe way of life. He retired in 2000 as professor of Native Studies at the University of Sudbury, Laurentian University. Today, Jim teaches in the Indigenous Masters Program with the Seven Generations Institute. Take a listen. You have a vantage point as a Native elder looking at what dominant culture is doing to the globe. And what do you see? I don't know. It doesn't look too good. We have a prophecy about well, this time that's coming. It could be a great time or it could be a time of uh, doom and gloom. Basically, it says that we, as Indigenous people, we, we have to find our way back to our, our own traditional ways, our given ways. And the descendants of those who came here, who should have come with the face of brotherhood, came with the face of destruction. We have a chance to build a great nation between us or amongst us, providing that we find our way back to our ways and that those who came here find the face of brotherhood that they should have come wearing. And it says they will be given a choice. And that's the choice between a spiritual, the spiritual road and This would be like the way of technology or the way of, if that happens, if we could in time, that's a way the distance in time from now, but we could build a great, great nation together. But if that doesn't happen, then the destruction that was brought here will continue. But everybody is involved in it now. It's, it's a global thing. Yeah. And it looked good for a while in this country. Finally, got a prime minister who was paying attention, but as the year, as his term goes on, he's he's kind of I don't know if he's giving in or he's trying to please everybody. The science is there, yeah. and uh, the evidence is there. It's created by humans or exacerbated by humans, and we have to do something about it. I think as a prophecy is saying, what is the spiritual road? Well, we, we have to read the spirit into everything. That's the way everything was created to be. Is that it's so that the spirit could live in this world, could experience life in this physical reality that we live here. The spirit enjoys to come here to experience that. Spirit is in all things. It, it means that we're related to everything. We're all children of the same mother, the, the earth. So we're all related. And us as indigenous people, if we go back to our original way of thinking, we're culturally obliged to have in our interests the good life for all of our relations, all of our relatives. It's all of the animal world, the plant world, the earth herself, all of the waters, which are, which is her life blood. And, and what joins us all together is, is we depend on that water for life. Somebody already said that water isn't a right, water is life. Yeah. And uh, we get as, as far as talking about animals, we can think of our animals as pets. 
and we can give them some kind of personality or some kind of something a little more than what we consider animals to be. But we can't seem to take the next step, which is to recognize that the spirit is in all things. Animals are living beings and they're persons. So in this great family, we're, that's what we're, we're obliged to maintain a good relationship with, with everyone. Do you think in some indigenous people have kind of lost that path because of the impact on white people and, you know, everything that happened to your people with the invasion? Yeah, the more we, we leave we leave behind our original way of thinking and adopt the ways of thinking that was brought here, we end up becoming complicit in all of the stuff that's happening. Because we become dependent on it. And so if the hydro goes out, we're affected by it too. If this, if this material and technological way of life changes, we're affected by it. If it goes down, we're affected by it. We can't escape from it now. We live within it and depend on it. Can you say a little more about the prophecy? You know, any details of that that you could share? Well, that's kind of generally it. I think there are seven prophecies altogether. This fourth one, by the time we get to the fourth prophet, talked about the uh, one day a new and different people would come to this part of the world. Mm-hmm. They would be a light-skinned people who would come wearing the face of brotherhood or the face of death, the face of destruction. Either one. It would be either one. So there were, there were uh, indicators that be careful because those two faces look, can look alike. It's hard to discern between the two of them. They'll come uh, bringing a promise of uh, English would be salvation. And not to accept that promise, not to fall for that promise, because it'll end up being a false promise. And if you take that, things that will happen as a result of that will lead to the almost destruction, almost total loss of our original way of life. If he came with... uh, with no weapons in his hands, then maybe he, he would come with the face of brotherhood. He, he would bring many gifts with him, and those gifts would help us to live our, ease, ease our life, I guess, the way that we live. But those things that he brought would bring with it a system. And if we weren't careful, if we accepted that system, we, we would end up being destroying life around us, too. And was there any reference to you know, climate change, earth changes, or the idea that they were, you know, these white people are going to just mess the balance of things up and there would be hell to pay? Well, I'd say if they came wearing the face of destruction, that you would know it when the life that depended on the water to live, meaning the fish, the water life, wouldn't be able to live in in the environment that they were in in the water. You'd see them floating belly up on on the waters. Almost like in mass. That's when you know that the face of this that they came wearing the face of destruction. And water would become unfit to drink. The cup of life, which is water, would become the cup of death. And that's thought to be alcohol. Water which which is supposed to bring life would instead of that would bring bring death. But it could mean a lot of other things today as well. Listening to uh, Dead A Man this morning, the waters that he was talking about the tar sands of it, but the mining in that area puts arsenic into the, into the earth, into the water, and into the permafrost. And that's one of the most deadly things that there are. 
the water, water we depend on for life. Can't drink the water that in his youth you, you could just dip dip your cup into the into the river and drink that water into the lake. Can't do that anymore. And that's that's true everywhere. There's no place so remote that it's free from the touch of that anymore. But it isn't, I don't think it's it's as simple as if only we could become spiritual people, everything would get better. But we have have to change our way of thinking. It it calls for a change in the way of thinking. There's always going to be this desire and need and pursuit of, of money and wealth. And that's that's going to govern our thinking about everything. Do you think different traditions can incorporate the thinking you're talking about and still, you know, stay true to their own tradition? I think probably most or all indigenous spiritual beliefs have that already. Mm-hmm. It's not too much of a stretch to see how it is beginning to talk about it. That's one of the things I talked about is maybe we need to create an institute for the study of the spirit. I think it's the more organized religions that dominate so much of the world. Spirit is still there, and I think it's there in their in their way of understanding, or the probability is there. Yeah. And it might be a bigger leap for them to get back to it, but they have to find a way back. Otherwise, they are going to become even more complicit in, in the destruction of, of things. I think the unity of people in terms of spirituality is dependent on acknowledging the spirit. So it sounds like you're saying that people in any tradition have a lot to learn from indigenous you to build a planet or keep things together. Yeah, I think they do have a lot to learn. But there seems to be required an attitude toward change, an attitude toward like when I was when I was speaking there, something happened in the room, and if you could if you could latch on to that, latch on to that spirit, hmm. something could happen. So people sort of recognize what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Do you think mass culture, dominant culture, has at least moved a little bit toward understanding or recognizing what you're talking about? Because it seems like 50, 60 years ago, most white people culture just didn't have a clue. Is there any progression? I think there is. If, if we go back to the prophecy, the prophecies say that in the time of the seventh fire, which is what it says about us, is that we have to go back and find our original way of life that we were given. The people who came here, they have to find the face of brotherhood and they have to learn about respect, respect other people's ways to allow them to practice those ways. That's all that face of brotherhood with. But there will be evidence of the descendants of the light-skinned people who came here, that they will desire that. They will recognize that somewhere back there, they lost the spirit. They're practicing religion and so on, but the spirit is missing. And they'll, they'll look in other things. Nowadays, we see it. They'll, they'll become Buddhists or they'll be influenced by that tradition. They'll find the spirit or spirituality in something, even that they'll, they'll make it up somehow by copying. And so you, you'll start to notice that 
There was a way. This is how you recognize that that time is upon us yeah. when, when that happens. So I, yeah, I think there has been a change. I, what concerns me is that I don't know if it's happened fast enough or if it's happened enough. Or the other thing is that there isn't a realization, a true realization of the effects of things like climate change and how fast that's going. It's going to escalate because we, we've been able to measure scientifically that it indeed is happening. But what's scary about it is that all of that together, like the melting of the poles is happening faster than they, they ever predicted. And it's a combination of all that change. And so uh, the negative things that are happening may be happening a lot faster than the positive. You've been listening to the Religica Theolab podcast in the Center for Ecumenical and Interreligious Engagement at Seattle University. To learn more about the center's work and for resources to be used in local communities, visit us at seattleu.edu slash the center.